Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. Look at your neighbor and just say, I don't want that religion. But there's another religion as well on the earth today. It's the religion of Baal. And that religion is also cutting. It cuts a life short and destroys the purpose and destiny of that life through abortion. It cuts and maims and distorts the purposes of life given by God through surgeries in the name of transgenderism. And it's still motivated by the worship of Baal as it's seen here in the Bible. There's a cutting to destroy innocence. Innocence is being brutalized by adults who are commissioned to protect them to an altar of demented motivations. It seems that they will reduce the population in one way or another at any cost. And this is worship the worship of Baal in its purest form, which when I say pure, I mean evil. It's a worship of perverting a minor helpless child or teen into a non-reproductive person with scars that are within and without. And it is a demonic dysphoria on a scale that is akin to the Holocaust of the past. And it is still the worship of Baal. I saw a video of a mother and her daughter sitting beside the bed of their son, of her son, who was only, I believe, nine years of age. And they were putting chemicals in him that would chemically castrate him and neuter him so that he could transition from being the boy he was born to a girl. No nine-year-old should be put through these demented procedures that were done in Nazi Germany. We're America. We fought a war. Our men and women died to stop the Nazis from such perversion and now it's being protected there is hope for the spirit of Elijah is in the earth today and this is what the Bible says that God would send the spirit of Elijah through you to go and turn the hearts of the fathers and the mothers to their children and the hearts of the children back to their moms and dads, lest the Lord strike the earth with a curse. Can you turn me up just a little bit more in the monitor for me? I need you to understand today that the Baal worship has just increased in our nation and you and I can stop it. Because when you and I begin to lift the name of the Lord, and it's going to have to be more than Sunday morning, go to meeting. It's when you leave here and you're on your way to the lunch table. It's when you get ready to go to bed at night and you call on the name of the Lord God of Israel to show up, show off, and show show the world that he is still at work. Can I have an amen? 
So there's still religion today that is destructive. But point number two is this, Christ and his redemptive work. And I see it here in this, this whole passage of um, 1 Kings 18. Because you see, the sacrifice is the bullock. It's Christ. Look at your name and say, Christ is the sacrifice. Yes. Remember we were reading, it said, and they laid the wood in order. That's the cross. Look at the order. So Christ is the sacrifice laid on the wood that was put in order. See the picture of what he's doing. And the Bible says that the stones that were placed there are the tribes. That's the, the, the 12 tribes had a nature. Jacob called out their Adamic nature. Jacob put curse on his own kids. I mean, he named them. He, oh, my God. Brother Jacob, <laughs> take a second look and see what God is trying to do. He, he looked at their nature and he called out their, their, their brokenness and their Adamic nature. I want you to see that when the altar was being built on Carmel, on Calvary, the Lord was intending to deal with the Adamic nature, the fallen nature of the first Adam. The Bible says the stones are put in order. That means all mankind is being accounted for. And the dust is the earth, the mud, the ashes, the rubbish, the, the trauma, the crisis, all of the brokenness that has happened in our lives. All of that is there in this moment too. And the trench is measured by two measures of seed, in, seed in size. And so there was a measurement. The, tr- the trench had to be a certain width. Not one measurement of seed, but two measurements of seed all the way around the altar. And it is a picture to us of the side-by-side natures of the seed. The seed of Adam and the seed of the last Adam. The first Adam who fell. The second Adam or the last Adam who come to redeem. The Redeemer has come to set us free. And so by two measures means side-by-side. Here's what it's a picture of. It's that... Christ, who is perfect, and Adam, who had failed, side by side, he comes to redeem us. So he dies my death in his death. The death of Christ paid for my death. I deserve to die. You deserve to die. Christ did the dying for the deserving that I might have life. And the water, it's the most important and valuable commodity at that moment. Because you see that water There was drought. There wasn't hardly any water. For him to ask for water barrel after water barrel after water barrel after 12 of them on top of the sacrifice, this is costly. It's always costly. This picture of Mount Carmel is a picture to us of Mount Calvary and what God was preparing to do. The water is poured out. It represents the valuable commodity of Jesus' life. His blood poured out as an offering for you and for me. And the fire of God falls. And the Bible says the fire is God's holy judgment. Hebrews tells us that the Lord is an all-consuming fire. So when the fire came... It immediately burns the sacrifice, which means I accept the price for your sin. It burns the wood. The cross is enough and there'll not be another. It burns the stones. 
all of those projected words on your life, all of the nature of Adam that has been found in your life, I'm going to take care of it. The rubbish, the dust, the mud, the clay, it was purified by the intensity of the holy fire of God, meaning God still sends a cleansing purifying fire. In Habakkuk, the Bible tells us that the, the, the word of the Lord comes. It's a refiner's fire. It means it purifies the impurities. And it's like fuller soap. It washes us clean. So this picture right here is important for us today because it's what the Lord still intends to do because he did it on Calvary. Someone say, Amen. Hebrews 12, 29, the all-consuming fire. Jeremiah 23, 29 says, My word is like fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. Point number three is this. There is a coming restoration, a revival of his reign. Look at your neighbor and say, There is rain coming. So Elijah, before he even goes and kneels down and begins to pray, he tells Ahab, Go get yourself something to eat. You're going to need some strength. Go drink yourself some wine. You're going to need some strength. And he begins to pray. And it is at his prayer that the drought is ended. And I want to prophesy to you that the spiritual drought that has been sensed and perceived and experienced and dealt with by us as a people on the earth is coming to an end. For in the last days, says the word of the Lord, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Did you hear me? Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. The Bible is saying that God is going to go right to this young generation and he's going to fill your mouth with the word of the Lord and the fire of God is going to burn on the inside of your bosom and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water and you will stand in the courts of the Lord and declare the word of the Lord. God is going to give you eyes to see what's happening in the heavenlies, strategies and the fathers and the mothers and the grandfathers and the grandmothers and the aunties and the uncles are going to stand with them and proclaim the word of the Lord with them and say, be it unto me as the Lord has said. I'm trying to preach fast. I ain't been in a pulpit in several weeks, so you know there's a lot in there. Shikamoshai not going to pass anything by. You ready? Listen. The Lord, he is God. Our response to the manifest presence of God, every time you come into worship, whether at home, in the car, with your small group, in your, in your life group, uh, in, in a corporate setting, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Jehovah, you are God. You are the Lord. You need to declare that before the Lord. The voices of the false prophets are always silenced when the presence of rain begins to manifest. <laughs> the servant of God was sent looking and he saw the hand. I'm asking you to watch and pray and look for the cloud the size of a man's hand. How do you know where that cloud is? Would you do this? Stick your hand up. I see a cloud the size of my hand. That's all it takes right there. Oh Lord, send the fire just now. Oh, Lord, send the rain just now. Oh, Lord, send the Holy Spirit 
geyser. Let there be a deluge. Come on, somebody. Right here. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Who knows that one? Welcome back, Christ Jesus, not Cotter. And I want you to know you ought to put that hand up. And, ooh, ooh, you need to let the Lord know I got a hand, and underneath that hand comes the rain showers of refreshing. And under point number three, let me just tell you something. When, when, Ahab, when Ahab was standing there and he saw Elijah jump up and he, and he heard Elijah say, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain, Ahab would only, all he could see was a small cloud. But when you see the cloud, you know what to do. This is what the word of the Lord was to Elijah. Run to Jezreel. Now Jezreel, Jezreel is not Jezebel. Jezreel is a place. The name Jezreel means this. God will sow. God will sow. So now that Elijah sees the cloud the size of a man's hand, he knows rain's coming. So he outruns a chariot and gets all the way down the mountain and goes to Jezreel where he knows that now that the rain is coming, God will sow for a harvest. It's a prophetic, supernatural empowerment upon Elijah to outrun the horses and the chariot of uh, Ahab. Listen to me. God will always empower you to outrun the systems of this world. Baal will never outrun you. He's dead. There is no living Baal. The spirit of man will fail, but the spirit of the Lord will empower. Someone say, all over the world. God's spirit is moving. Yes, all over the world. Like the prophet said, it would be Habakkuk 2 and 14. All right. Are you willing to let me just finish this puppy? Come on. Finish doesn't mean kill. It means call the dog to come get some dinner. Do you understand that? Okay. Look at your neighbor and say, Wigglesworth. Yep. Do you still have that picture of, of, of Elijah out running? You want to throw it up there for them to see what it looks like? Can you see it? Look at that dude. Talk about the $6 million man. Talk about flash. In a moment, a cloud the size of a hand became, the Bible says, dark thundering clouds. And the rain began to come. And Elijah outran the chariot. And he went to the place where God sows seed. You need to know that when the outpouring begins, you have got to go to the place where God is sowing. Why? God will get the precious harvest of the earth that he paid for with his son's blood. I want to say this to you. In 1939, World War II was about to break out. Lester Summerall, who was our professor and, and the chancellor of the school that we went to when we were young, um, he, he was living there in England, and he was in his 20s. And he was working in a Bible school there, and he got to know Smith Wigglesworth really well. He was reading his books. He heard about his ministry. He'd go meet him and talk to him and visit. And Smith Wigglesworth was in his home. You know, He would go there for several years to go visit him, and, and just Smith would speak into his life. One day, uh, Lester had a newspaper under his, under his arm, and he's going to walk in Smith's house when Smith answered the door, and he said, if you're going to come in here, you better leave that newspaper out there. Don't bring that up in here. He did not want the news of the day 
in his house because he had the news of eternity in his heart. Lester threw it off to the side and didn't take it in. So he spent these years there and now the, 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 the police have come and knocked on, on Lester's door and told him all these foreigners have to leave. All the Americans have to go home. The war is about to break out. The Germans are going to cross and we don't know what's going to happen. We can't let you be here. And so he goes to see him. And young Summerall explains to the older minister, I came to say goodbye to you today. I appreciate all you put in me. And now I stand here as a, a young minister in my 20s. And there you are in your 80s. And the man in his 80s wanted to give a gift to somebody. The gift of the impartation of his ministry. And he had been looking for someone to do that with. So Smith Wigglesworth told the young minister, I want to bless you. So he held him. Drew him up to him real close. And Wigglesworth was a tall man and, and some were all a smaller man. And, and he said, Lord, everything that I have, bless him with it. Give it to him. And Wigglesworth started to cry and weep. And as he's crying, the tears are rolling down his face and falling onto Lester Summerall's face. And both men standing there weeping under the presence of the Holy Spirit in the power of the anointing. And in that moment, he's a big man and he held me close. Wigglesworth cried out, I probably won't see you again now, for my job here is almost finished. And he just continued to pray over him and cry. And as he was, all of a sudden, Wigglesworth said, I see it. I see it. And Summerall said, what do you see? What do you see? He said, I see a healing revival coming right after World War II. It will be so easy for people to get healed. I see it. I see it. But I won't be here for it. But you will be. And there was a great healing revival that broke out in 1948 and it covered this nation. He saw great tent meetings. He saw moves of God and people being healed. And Lester Summerall was living here and he saw the great move of God as it happened. Then he continued to prophesy. He said, I see another one. I see people of all different denominations being filled with the Holy Ghost. Lester says, I saw that too when it came to pass. He said it was called the charismatic renewal. God raised up people during this era like the full gospel businessmen, women's aglow. There were Catholics who were now speaking in tongues, Episcopalians speaking in tongues. There was Methodists, free, united, and otherwise. There were people in denominational churches who had not contended for the manifest presence of God, now being filled with the Holy Ghost. And Lester was saying, I see what he saw now. Then Brother Wigglesworth continued and he said, I see another move of God. I see auditoriums full of people coming with their notebooks and Bibles. And there will be a wave of teaching on faith and healing. One that we had not ever experienced or seen before. And did that not happen? 
The Word of Faith movement was birthed out of the great revival, and it taught us faith. It taught us how to walk, watch our mouths speak the Word of the Lord. Auditoriums and, and crusades were filled with people with their Bibles and their notebooks, taking notes and learning and walking in the power of it. Lester saw that. Then Wigglesworth said, after that, I saw another wave and he started to cry and he sobbed. He said, I see a last day revival that's going to usher in the precious fruit of the earth. It will be the greatest revival this world has ever seen. And it's going to be a wave of the gifts of the spirit and the ministry of the gifts will be flowing on this planet. I see hospitals being emptied out and they will bring the sick to the churches and they will allow the Holy Ghost to move and it will usher in the return of the king. Elijah told the wicked king, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I want you to know the prophets today are saying the same thing. They hear the sound of the abundance of rain. The fivefold ministry is the hand cloud that, that Elijah saw. And the hand, Jesus's hand, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher have been activating the believers. The hand is the precursor, but you and I run to Jezreel. We run to the place where God sows for the harvest is in the heart of the father. He wants sons and daughters. The precious fruit is the generation that they're trying to destroy under our nose in plain sight. That's why you and I have to say no. That's why your vote is sacred. Vote with a sacred ballot. And tell them people running for office, you have to earn my vote. We're not a political people. We're kingdom people. And you and I have a voice. And we must say that you have to earn my vote ballot. You earn the right for me to say, represent me. And when they don't, you cast them out of their office. I declare by an unction, I believe of the Holy Spirit, that the leadership in this state of Missouri in the Republican party needs to bow their knee and repent before the Lord for they have done wickedly before the eyes of the Lord and the Lord is dealing with them. There will be justice in this state. I have a responsibility to Missouri before I ever have a responsibility to D.C. Turn your eyes on the local. Turn your eyes on the state. Get God back here where he needs to be. And then we'll send godly men and women to go represent us in D.C. Did anybody hear me? Why do you say that, Pastor Dan? Because Elijah is running now. He heard the sound of the abundance of rain. And the rain is going to come to the place where God sows seed. And there will be a harvest. Do you have the life application you can put up there? Reject the spirit of the age. Cast off the impure religions of today. Look for the religion of James 5 and 7. Pure and undefiled religion. How many of you know that? 
take care of the widows, the orphan, the hungry. Jesus told us who to go visit. Are you hearing me? And the great commandment to love love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Look at the next one. Embrace the redemptive work of Christ's cross. It still is working the work of salvation today. Look at this next one. Increase our time with God in prayer and, and worship and word while anticipating the rain to come upon the seed for the precious harvest. I promise I'll post all my notes on my Facebook after a while. If that'll help you, so you can have it all. I'll just give them, I'll give it all to you. And there's a bunch in there that I, I didn't talk to you about. Is there another one there? Rehearse the words and the directives you've been given. You've been given words from the Lord. Some of you people in this room today, you got a word from God and it's been in your Bible highlighted, underlined. You've got promises God has spoken to you about and you need to rehearse those words. Read the word of God out loud. The devil cannot bear it, but your soul must have it. It'll energize you. It'll purify you. It'll activate you. It'll give you intelligence, spiritual intelligence. It'll give you emotional intelligence. It'll give you practical intelligence with reason and understanding. Wisdom comes from the word of the Lord. And all you're getting, get understanding and wisdom, the Bible says. So when you and I rehearse the directives that have been given to us, and we remember the promises of God, and we believe his word. There, God manifests his reign. Uh, if you're here today under the sound of my voice, and you, Lord, add a blessing to their longevity. They, they've, just, they've hung out here with me in this message, and I'm so grateful. Fire and rain. Father, send fire again and show this nation, show, show us as a people that your fire has come and done the work necessary. The sacrifice was enough. You, you received it. The wood was enough. There'll never be another cross. The stones are destroyed. My fallen nature is redeemed. The rubbish, the mud, the ash of my brokenness is consumed in the holiness of your fire and it purifies my life that I might be whole. And I saw fire on the water as you drank up the water as we poured out even the last of our strength. We poured out the last of our strength and intercession and prayer upon the altar and you received it. You drank the water of my lack and turn it into prosperity with the sound of the abundance of rain. May this people under the sound of my voice and those of you who are joined us today at home and those who will see this and hear it in the days and weeks and years to come, may you know this, the word of the Lord to you, that I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I hear an open heaven. I hear that the prophets have prayed and the the mamas and the papas have prayed. I hear that the young people have gotten on their face and prayed. The move of God that's happening is now happening among our young people. Jesus image. I could list a whole list of names of different organizations and churches and movements that have been birthed in, in the hearts and lives of young people. So I say to you, I see 
already the manifestation of the rain coming in our children and in our young people. Baal will not win this one. He never answered, and the prophets lost their head because of it. But may the words of the spirit of the age be silenced at the presence of the word of the Lord in your heart and in your mouth. And may the Lord our God come upon you with a fire and then a rain that satisfies the earth that the seed might grow. Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free.